0: Honourable Deputy Minister is in here. Yeah, is somewhere in Pumalanga. Uh, the,
1: the de- yeah.
2: Sorry, Minister, the Deputy Minister is here.
3: Oh, the Minister is correct, Chair. I'm going to disconnect. I'm in Pumalanga. All right. Thank you, Minister. And send an apology. Thank you, Minister.
0: Thank
1: uh, you. Uh, Minister. I was uh, trying to continue, Chair, saying that the National Commissioner is here. Uh all Deputy National Commissioners are here, uh, uh, three of them, all Provincial Commissioners are here, uh, uh, except uh, two, uh, Northwest and Limbombo, who have sent it back to representatives. So the entire uh, management of the South African Police is here uh, on today. Thanks very much, uh, Chairperson.
2: Uh, Thank you very much, Honourable Minister, Honourable National Commissioner, Honourable Deputy Minister, uh, the Deputy National Commissioners, the Provincial Commissioners, your delegation. Uh, Good morning, Honourable Members. Uh, We do know that the Minister will be leaving us soon and we'd like the Minister to be here while we do ask our questions. Uh, Minister, I'll immediately hand over to you to start uh, to introduce your team
1: who will be doing the presentation. Thanks, uh, Chair, as I've already introduced the the team, uh, and then the people that deal with uh, the statistics, the actual numbers are here, that will be General uh, Sikukuni, Mr. General Sikukuni, who's here. So what I'll do, I'll hand over to the National Commissioner uh, so that uh, together with the team, they take us forward on the actual matters. Thanks, Chairperson. Uh,
4: thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, and thanks uh, to the Minister for the opportunity. Uh, Chair, I think uh, we, without taking uh, much time, I want to greet all honorable members and all provincial commissioners and as well as uh, our colleagues and deputies. The, the presentation today shall be led by Major General Sekukone. and we'll try
0: to be brief so that we do not take much time. Thank you. Thank you very much. You may start the presentation.
5: Thank you, uh, Minister, thank you, National Commissioner, Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, and members of the Portfolio Committee. I'll be taking you through the Quota 3 crimes stats covering the period from October to December. As the National Commissioner has indicated, I'll try to be as brief as possible. As as is the norm, we will start with the overview of the crime that has been recorded in South Africa for this particular period. We had an increase in murders of 562, that is uh, 562 more people than uh, the previous quarter. We had a decrease in sexual offences of 1,407, we had an increase of 193 in attempted murder We had a decrease of uh, 3,611 in terms of assault GBH, another decrease of 794 in terms of common assault, followed by another decrease of 1,298 in terms of common robbery, and robbery with aggravating circumstances decreased by 456. Overall, the contact crime decreased by 6,811. That is a 4% decrease. Then looking into the breakdown of the sexual offenses, we had a decrease of 903 in terms of rape, a decrease of 321 in terms of sexual assault, a decrease of 101 in terms of attempted sexual offenses, then contact sexual offenses decreased by 82. Overall total sexual offenses decreased by 1,407. Then, the subcategories of robbery with aggravating circumstances, we had an increase of 661 in terms of carjacking, a decrease of 21 in terms of robbery at residential premises, an increase of 86 in terms of robbery at non-residential premises. Robbery of in transit decreased by 5, bank robberies increased by 6, and truck hijacking increased by 12. Then, uh, this is the the per capita for selected contact crimes using again the 2017 series because of the fact that status A is only conducting the new census in the current fin- in the current year then they will provide us with the updated estimates to be able to compute uh, the media population estimates the matters for the current quarter is 11.4 per 100,000 rape is 18.8 per 100,000 attempted murders 9.4 per 100,000 assault GP 77.1 per 100,000 common assault 78 per 100,000 then common robbery 17.4 per 100,000 then uh, we also did this particular table to show the ratios per province using the same mid year population estimates taking into consideration the total number of murders that have been committed within a particular province and juxtaposed it with the total population for the particular province. When you look at this particular slide, you can see that per capita eight Eastern Cape is the highest, with 18.7 per 100,000 killed within the current quarter and the Western Cape is the second highest with 15.1 per 100,000 people killed. KwaZulu-Natal is at number 3 with 14.2 per 100,000. Houting is at number 4 with 10.3 per 100,000. Free State at number 5 with 8.3 per 100,000. Northern Cape, 8 per 100,000. Northwest, 7.2 per 100,000 then Mpumalanga, 6.6 per 100,000. Using the mid population estimates uh, gives a much clearer picture in terms of the meta per uh, province, because some of the provinces are more populous than others. So when you use the population estimates, you are then in a position to be in a position to compare apples with apples, hence the decision to take this route. Then continuing with the Table that uh, we are familiar with, we had an increase in terms of uh, ascent that is six more cases, malicious damage to property increased by 626, Uh, then uh, total contact related crimes increased by 632. We had decreases across all categories of property-related crimes led by burglary at non-residential premises of 1,142, followed by burglary at residential premises of 3,142, theft of motorcycle and vehicle decrease of 323, then theft out of motor vehicle of 2,527, then stock theft, a decrease of 420, Total property-related crimes decreased by 7,584. Then uh, other serious crimes, also not mentioned elsewhere, increased by 2,019. Commercial crime, 3727, a decrease in shoplifting. Then total other serious crimes increased by 3,889. Then the total 17 community-reported crimes decreased by 9,874. In terms of the crime detected as a result of police action, we had increase in terms of the illegal possession of firearms and the other categories of uh, crime detected as a result of police action uh, were on the decrease since they are color-coded in red. And when we look at the 17 community reported crimes across the provinces and together with the months we had a decrease across all the months of october november and december when we consider the 17 community reported crimes and all provinces with the exception of Limpopo recorded decreases whereas Limpopo was the only one which recorded an increase of 50 counts more when you compare the 17 community reported crimes Then looking at the 17 community reported crimes top stations they are led there at the top by Cape Town Central. Number two is Haniju. Three, Johannesburg Central. Four, Devon Central and Park Road, making the top five uh, uh, 17 community reported crime stations. And in this instance, when we do the, 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 the sorting using the Case difference because in the past we used to only focus on the volumes of crime that have been reported within a particular station so this time around we also did uh, the sorting in terms of the total number of increases that have been reported within a particular station. Then following that uh, explanation, when we for, uh, sorted by count difference, we found that uh, Johannesburg uh, Cape Town Central had the highest uh, increase of 499. Second was Phoenix with 456. Kahisu had number three with 242. Cambridge at number four with 231 and then uh, Chilabuzigu in Limpopo with uh, 228. Then the Molatani station is a new station. Hence, you see that for the four years prior to the 2021-22, it had recorded all zero. So when you do the subtraction, you are subtracting against zero. So the total number of 17 community reported, reported in that station will also be the count difference. And moving on to contact crimes, again, we had decreases in contact crimes across all the three months, that is October, November, and December, and again, we had uh, all stations, all provinces, with the exception of Limpopo, recording decreases. At this time around Limpopo for contact crimes increased by 185. All the other provinces recorded decreases. Then the top 80 stations for contact crimes, they were led there by Johannesburg Central. At number two was Alexander, number three was Emma, four places Islayer, and number five, Mfulen. So those make up the top 80 stations when you sort the, the 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 numbers in terms of the volumes of crime that have been reported in the particular province, similar to what we did with the 17 community reported crimes, we also sorted the the the, the count difference to establish which stations recorded the highest increases in terms of contact crimes. Now, following that narrative, we found that Verulam recorded 150 cases more. Harare recorded 145. Quadugusa recorded 139 cases more. And Phoenix recorded 129 cases more. than Cape Town Central recorded 120 cases more. So those are the stations that have recorded the highest increases in terms of the crimes. Then, moving into the individual categories that make up the contact crimes, focusing on specific crimes only, starting with the murder. We have recorded uh, increases across all the three months of the quarter, that is in October, November and December, where the murder has been uh, increasing across all the three months. And the only two provinces that have recorded decreases in terms of the murder Was the Free State and the Western Cape, with the Free State decreasing the murder by 21.1% and the Eastern Cape by 6.9%. All the other provinces have recorded increases in terms of the murder. Then, in terms of the top city stations, this time sorting by volume, number one station that has recorded the highest number of murders was uh, Inanda, number two was Delft. Umlazi number three, places layer number four, and Mfuleni at number five, making the top five stations that have recorded uh, highest volumes in terms of the med. Then, in terms of the increases, sorting by the increases, we found that uh, Alexander was at the station that recorded the highest count difference in terms of the med, followed by Inanda number 3, Tempisa, number 4, Kamesh, and then Kahiso, at number 5. So those are the top five stations that have recorded the highest increases in terms of the MEDAS. And when we look at the selective causative factors, I will only touch on the MEDAS for the selective causative factors. We have drawn a sample of 5,402 that is 80% of the murders that have been reported to the police in the current quarter. And the idea why we draw the sample is to, we know the total number of murders that have been reported to the police. So we want to have... Uh, a and understanding in terms of what are the causative factors. The idea is to make an estimation because we already know what the population size is and now what we are trying to do is to find the positive factors. So the 80% sample that we have drawn uh, for the MEDAS is fairly representative and is almost close to a census. So these are the causative factors that we have established. At number one, we found that argumented misunderstanding with 1,151 was the highest causative factor. At number two was mob justice of vigilantism with 357. Robberies at number three with 345 causative factors attributed to robbery. Number four was retaliation, revenge or punishment with 302. At number five, the fifth causative factor was tax-related, contributing 60 murders to the current murders that have been reported. At number six, we have uh, rape, during commission of another offence, not rape or robbery, attributing to 47, and carjacking or attempted carjacking at number seven, with 36 murders attributable to such phenomena. And when we look at the crimes against women and children, for the current quarter, we have reported 982 murders for of women, attempted murders were 1,284, and then uh, assault GBH were 15,692. In terms of the murders, that was 36 more women killed in the current quarter when compared to the previous quarter, and also attempted murders was 83 more attempted murders when compared to the previous quarter. In terms of uh, murders for boys and girls, that is children from the ages of zero to 17, we have recorded a decrease of 21, that is uh, we had uh, 352 children that were murdered, a decrease of 21 when compared to the previous period. Attempted murders for children, we had 91. That is the total number of uh, children murdered was, uh, attempted murders was 394. Then the positive factors, when we look at the provincial breakdown in terms of the murders, we found that uh, most of the arguments were found to be the positive factor in the province of KZN with 387, the second highest was Western Cape with 164, the third highest attributed to arguments was Eastern Cape with 181, and number four was Limpopo with 101 medals attributable to arguments, and number five was Kauteng. Then robberies in terms of the provincial breakdown where they attributed the murders to robberies. Again, number one was KZN with 132. Number two was the Western Cape with 56. How province was at number three with 50, and the Eastern Cape at number four with 44. Vigilantism or mob justice, again KZN was the highest with 105 murders attributable to vigilantism. Then at number two was uh, the Eastern Cape with 71 murders. At number three, we had the Western Cape with 55 murders attributable to vigilantism. And number four spot was shared by Mpumalanga and Limpopo, each uh, dedicating 33 murders to vigilantism. Then gang-related violence was the most prevalent in the Western Cape with 107 matters attributable to gang-related. Number two spot was shared by Eastern Cape and the Houghton province with three murders each. Taxi-related, again, number one was the case with 28 murders attributable to taxi violence. Number two was Western Cape with 15. hunting province was at number three with 12. So I will leave this and then proceed to the places of occurrence and again only focus on the matters. In terms of the matters, in terms of where the murders were happening, the highest place where the murders were happening were in public places, that is Street Open Field Recreation Centres parking, attributable to 2,599 at number one then the second highest place where the murders are happening was at the residence of the perpetrator or the victim, including houses or uh, residents known by friends, attributing to 1,510. Number three was liquor outlets, which were attributable to 252 murders. Number four was in a mode of transport, either a bus, a taxi, or a car, with uh, 145 murders. And then number seven was at public transport with 70 or 60 of the matters attributable to such places and then at number six we had tax shops which uh, had contributed 72 in terms of the places where the matters okay then looking at the matter of police officials in the current quarter of the 2021-2022 financial year. We had recorded 27 members of the South African police that were killed when compared to the previous quarter, it was 25. That is, we have two more police officials killed in the current quarter when compared to the previous quarter. And in terms of the breakdown of off-duty, on-duty, 20 of the members were killed while off-duty and seven were killed while on-duty. The highest reduction in terms of the murders of police officials was recorded in the, the highest increase was recorded in the province of KwaZulu Natal with seven, and then also Mpumalanga with two, and then Gauden with one. And murders in terms of the farming community, we had uh, uh, 11 victims that were killed in 11 incidents, that is when compared to the previous quarter, we had 22 uh, uh, members of the farming community that was killed. In the current quarter, we had 11. That is, uh, the matters of uh, members of the farming community decreased by 11. Now, when you look at the instances of the 11 incidents of uh, murders of farming community, three of those murders were those whereby the farm dwellers or farm workers were attacked and killed by uh, farm managers. So that uh, uh, contributed to three of the seven murders that we have uh, observed in the previous slide uh, murders within the farming community. Then when we look at the, the, the issue of uh, alcohol and drugs in the commission of crimes, we had uh, 280 murders where it was confirmed that either the victim or the perpetrator were using alcohol during the commission of the murder 280. And 1,305 rapes, it was indicated that alcohol was used and 107 rapes, it was confirmed that drugs were used. Assault GBH, we had 5,671 instances where it was confirmed that alcohol and drugs were involved and 134 assault GBH, it was confirmed that drugs were used. Instances which took place at the place where they are selling liquor, like uh, taverns, shabins and pubs, we had 252 murders having taken place at such facilities, and we had 209 attempted murders for carrying at such facilities, and 90 rapes occurring at taverns, shabins, and pubs. Then, in terms of uh, attempted murders, we had uh, (coughs) three provinces recording decreases in terms of attempted murder. That is the Free State, Northwest, and the Western Cape, and then the other provinces recorded increases. And then uh, in terms of the volume, uh, can I just maybe skip these two slides for attempted murder and then maybe get to the rape because of the time constraints that uh, I was told that uh, I need to hurry and then uh, complete the presentation. In terms of the rapes, we have uh, recorded decreases across all the months in terms of October, November, and December. October, we had a decrease of 256 rapes. November, 268. December, 379. And all the provinces have recorded decreases in terms of the rapes that have been reported in the current quarter. Then when you look at the top stations in terms of the volumes, we had Lusikisiki as the highest number of uh, rapes that have been reported. Umlazi at number two. Inanda at number three. Delft at number four, and Harare at number five, uh, making up the top five stations where most of the rapes have happened. Now, in terms of the increases in terms of the number of rapes that have been uh, reported, that is the count difference. Mm-hmm. The highest station was Quaduquza with okay. 29, Mount Freire at number two with 25, Pretoria Central at number three with yeah. 22. Okay. Okay. Siki at number four with 21, and Josini at number five with 21. My apologies. My apologies. Honorable members, could you please, uh,
2: Honorable Sheik Imam, could you please mute your mic? Um, when
0: you come, I think be-
2: Honorable Sheik Imam, please mute your mic.
0: Thank you very much. You may continue.
5: When uh, looking at the provincial breakdown in terms of the causative factors where most of the rapes were indicated to have occurred, we found that uh, the places of residence of the perpetrator or victim, including residents known by victim or perpetrator, was the highest place where most of the rapes occurred, attributed to 5,012 rapes. In terms of the provincial rape breakdown, KwaZulu-Natal was the highest with 1,088. Number two was Eastern Cape with 985. Number three was the Western Cape with 718. Then the second highest place where most of the rapes occurred was the public places that is street, open field, recreational parks, etc. with 1,612 rapes occurring at such such places. Number one was KwaZulu-Natal with 319, number two was Houghton with 272, and number three was uh, Eastern Cape with uh, 263. We also had the uh, rapes that had happened at educational institutions. That is 61 rapes happened at such institutions. With again, KwaZulu natal at number one with 15 rapes happening at such institutions. Number two was uh, Eastern Cape with 15. And then number three was the Western Cape with, um, with nine. Then liquor outlets where the rapes happened. We had 90 of the rapes happening at such uh, facilities with number one being the Eastern Cape with 27, number two, Hauteng with 24. Num- the number three spot is shared by uh, both KwaZulu Natal and Bumalanga with eight rapes each. And the number four spot was shared by the Western Cape and Limpopo with seven rapes happening at liquor outlets. Then, further to that, we also looked at uh, instances whereby there was a kind of a domestic relationship between the victim and the perpetrator, starting with the murder, whereby the ex-boyfriend, ex- ex-husband, uncle, etc., had committed such uh, cases. Looking at murder, we had the Eastern Cape recording the highest number of murders attributable to domestic violence with 51 then Houteng at number 2 with 41, KwaZulu-Natal at number 3 with 34, and the Western Cape at number 4 with 31. In total, 117 female were killed due to domestic violence and 115 males were killed due to domestic violence. The total number of murders that were attributable to domestic violence was 232. Then looking at the rapes, the Western Cape was the highest with 155. Number two was Houten with 133 Number three was Eastern Cape with 102. And number four was KwaZulu Natal with 168. With, uh, In terms of the sex breakdown, we had 632 female rape because of uh, their Uh, they have some kind of a domestic relationship with the perpetrator. And 42 males that were raped because uh, they also had a uh, domestic relationship with the perpetrator. Now moving on to the subcategories of uh, robbery with aggravating circumstances. We had uh, carjacking having increased across all the months of October, November and December. And the provinces that have recorded decreases was the Free State with five percent decrease, Northwest two point eight, and the Western Cape two point three. Overall, we had six hundred and sixty-one more cases of Kaji King in the current quarter when compared to the previous quarter. Then in terms of the top stations, in terms of volume, number one, we had uh, Harare, number two, we had Nyanga, number three, Philippi East. All the stations in the top three being in the Western Cape. Then we had as at number four and number five, Orange Farms making up the top five stations in terms of carjacking. Then robbery uh, at uh, residential premises. We had recorded decreases across the three months the Eastern Cape, Free State, Limpopo Northwest, and the Western Cape. All recorded decreases in terms of this particular crime phenomenon. Then in terms of the top 30 stations, we had the uh, Places Liar at number one, Guadalukuza at number two, Umla at number three, Haniju at number four, and number five, Scalini making up the top five stations in terms of Robariat residential premises. Then Robariat non-residential premises, we had a decrease in the month of October. In the month of November and December, we recorded increases uh, of uh, 54 and 100, respectively. Then the provinces that recorded decreases were scouting with 4.2, KwaZulu-Natal, a decrease of 7.9, and Western Cape, a decrease of 2.4. Then in terms of the volumes of land residential premises, we had Johannesburg Central at number one, Number two, we had is London, three, Rustinburg, four, Devon Central, and number five, with the GP making up the top five stations. Robbery of cash in transit, we had a decrease in terms of the month of October and of, in December, that is of three and seven respectively, and had an increase in the month of November of five. The provinces that recorded decreases was the Houghton province with nine, Mpumalanga with one, Western Cape with five, and there were no in transit in the province of the Northern Cape. Then in terms of kidnappings, we had uh, decreases across all the months, from October to December, and all the provinces, with the exception of Free State and the Western Cape, recorded uh, increases. Then in terms of the top 30 stations in terms of kidnapping, we had number one was Inanda, number two, Johannesburg Central, three, we had uh, Ranfontein, four, Tembisa, and number five was Mondio. Then when we look at the circumstances that uh, were indicated to have uh, caused the kidnappings, we found that the highest positive factor was uh, hijacking-related and the highest number of uh, hijacking-related uh, kidnappings were recorded in the Kalten province with uh, 523. And then uh, we also had uh, 95 hijacking-related kidnappings with, in case at the 95. Bumalanga had 47, and then the and Cape had 32. Then rape-related hijackings, we had uh, 65 happening in the KZN, 75 in uh, Gauteng, we had uh, 34 in the Mpumalanga, and 28 happening in the Western Cape. So those are some of the uh, causative factors that uh, happened together with the kidnappings. I guess one can also mention that from the bottom, we had extortion, whereby 11 kidnappings were attributable to extortion in the Houten province, then three in the Western Cape were attributable to extortions, and we had one each in the northwest, one in KZN, and one in the Eastern Cape. We had uh, decreases across all the months for property-related from October to December, and all the provinces reported uh, decreases in terms of property-related crimes. And then in terms of the top 30 stations, we had uh, Cape Town Central at number one, Brooklyn at number two, Honeydew number three, Rustinburg number four, and Park Road at number five, making up the top five property-related crime stations. Then when we saw in terms of the increases or the count differences, we found that the countries, the stations in the Eastern Cape and East London were the stations that reported the highest count difference. Number three count difference high was Wodeoport and four was Kahisanung. Then number five was uh, Stellenbosch and six was uh, Arzvater in the Northern Cape. Then, in terms of stock theft, we recorded decreases in the month of October and December. And then, the month of November, we had an increase of 138. Then, the provinces that recorded increases in terms of uh, stock theft, was KwaZulu-Natal, Limpopo, and the Northwest Province. Then, in terms of the top 30 stations, we had the Utrecht, Zulu, Umbu, Amangwe, and Manfrere making up the top five stations in terms of stock theft. In terms of the uh, increases or count difference for stock theft, we had Utrecht, Emacheni, Mabatu, and Tzolo making up the top five stations. And then uh, these are just the provincial overview in terms of the provinces. I will quickly just take you through the the first slide only. We had uh, increases in murder in the Eastern Cape, uh, attempted murder, and common assault. In the Free State, the only contact crime that increased was common assault. In Gauteng, we had increases in murder, in attempted murder, and also robbery with aggravating circumstances. In Guadalupe Natal, we had increases in murder, attempted murder. Mm -hmm common assault, and robbery with aggravating circumstances. In Limpopo, we had increases in murder, attempted murder, assault, GBA, common assault. In Mpumalanga, we had increases in murder, attempted murder, and robbery with aggravating circumstances. In uh, Northwest, we had increases in murder, and robbery with aggravating circumstances. In Northern Cape, we had increases in murder, and attempted murder. In the Western Cape, we don't have, we recorded decreases across all the categories of uh, robbery with aggravating circumstances. And that is the last of my slide, Uh, I thank you. Uh,
2: Thank you uh, for the presentation, Um, honorable members. I will now take your, your hands for, for comments. Um, I see the Honorable Sheikh Imam and Honorable Tablange. Could you remove the slide so that we could make our comments? Honorable members, uh, the per capita ratios for rape and assault with intent to do grievous body harm uh, has. I see the lowest in the third quarter of of 2021, 2022, as compared to the same period of the past five financial years. Uh, Conversely, the per capita ratios for murder and attempted murder are the highest in uh, the third quarter of 2021 as compared to the same period uh, of the past five financial years, uh, 2017 to 2022. Um, The the concern that I have before I'll I'll comment again is the sexual offenses, although you say it decreased by 9.0% in the third quarter compared to the same period in the previous financial year, uh, between October and December, we recorded 14,188 cases of sexual offenses. Now, even if this is lower than the last quarter and rape decreased by 7.4%, these percentages do not tell me much when you have recorded uh, rape cases, uh, cases of rape of 11,000 315, just over a period of th- of three months. Uh, 11,315 rape cases uh, needs to be explained. Uh, then I'll, when I, I take my further comments, I'll go back into that. But I think it's still excessively high. Uh, it gives us an average of 122 rape, 122, 123 Rape cases per day. So, uh, honourable members, I I do not think that uh, we can just say that the number of rape cases has decreased when, in fact, we are still having something like 123 rape cases per day. Uh, One rape case is too much. When you are having 123 per day, it is completely unacceptable and, and totally unheard of. I have noted the names in this order. Uh, Sheikh The Blanche, Meshu, Groenewald, Majorzi. Uh, and so we'll take it, and then Shembeni. I'll take it in that order. After Shembeni, I've noted the WIP Honorable Seabi. I will start with Imam, Honorable members, um, I'll keep your questions. If in this round you can ask two questions, I'll then take another round of questions. I'd rather allow your questions to be answered than a list of questions asked which oh, were not responded to. You can see the list is lo- quite long. Uh, Honorable Sheikh Imam, you may start.
6: Thank you, thank you, Chairperson, and let me welcome the report by the department. Although the particular the issues of rape it is very frightening, but since you have covered that, I want and with restrictions to two questions. Let me move in a different direction. Will the South African police services be able to in future give us a report on all crimes committed by police officers and or complaints lodged against police officers for corruption, looting, collusion with the public? I think it's very important, Chairperson, that we get the statistics because almost every day without fail, I get a call about corruption and collusion in the police force and things. And, you know, even for 50 rand, they give up the entire future. So I would hope that in the future we can actually get there. I'll touch on one other very important point, uh, and I think Minister and the Commissioner have previously agreed on this, that the reason why we have so much of carjackings and car theft in the countries as a result of the market that is available for these things Now, in some research that I have done, Chairperson, I find that the cheaper cars that are being stolen in South Africa, and many people lose their lives as a result of this, is particularly because there's a market with motor scrap dealers and things. But very importantly, Chairperson, the expensive cars, the fortunes, the 4x4s, BMWs and Mercedes that are being stolen, are all leaving the country to the neighboring countries. And they are in free movement in these neighboring countries. No measures are being put to, uh, you know, go out there, investigate these things so that we can stop the hijacking and the killing of our people for these luxury vehicles. In fact, I was so disturbed a few days ago when I even heard that senior members and family members of even uh, uh, government, uh, you know, and family members that are driving vehicles that have either been hijacked or stolen, in South Africa, that is how big the market is. I'd like the minister and the commissioner to tell us how we're we going to deal with this particular problem. I'll leave the rest for my colleagues. Thank you, chairperson. Uh,
2: thank you very much, honourable Shaky honourable blanche
7: Thank you, chairperson. With your permission, I will just switch off my video now because my connectivity is a bit is a bit dangerous here. So, with your permission, I'll be switching it off. Um, May? Thank you, Cheperson. Cheperson, um, let me start by welcoming the presentation. But, Cheperson, I don't feel very happy today. You know, and I'm going to give, you know, just a slight little overview about my calculations, what I did. Chairperson, the murder rate increases by 8.9% year on year. And by 11.3% from the 2021 to 2022 second quarter to the 2021 2022 third quarter. On average, 74.5 people were murdered every day in quarter three of 21 22. Now, only five years ago in the same quarter, this was 61.8 people per day. As, as uh, you know, pointed out in the past, the murder rate increases by 20.5% in the last, last five years. I really think that is appalling. Attempted murder increases by 3.5% year on year and by 9.6% from 2021-22, second quarter to the 21-22 third quarter. Women and children still remain incredibly vulnerable, with the murder rate against women increasing by 4.2% year-on-year and attempted murder by 7.2%. The murder rate against children increases by 22.6% quarter-to-quarter, although going slowly down. Now, attempted murder on children increases by 30% on, uh, year-on-year and 39.2% quarter-on-quarter. Carjackings increased by 30.8% and 9.6% from 21-22. Chairperson, uh, it, it means that people, South Africans, grows unsafe every day. Yet we can see fewer, fewer boots on the ground. And the latest, um, you know, the police's budget is going to be cut, apparently, by another $11 rand over the next three financial years. Chairperson, I am not at all happy, and I will, you know, leave it for the second round. I still have a few questions that I would like to ask. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh,
2: thank you, Honorable Tablanche. Honorable Reissu, <coughs> and then Honorable. Thank, thank you,
8: Chairperson. We also appreciate no, sorry,
2: the. time. and Tablanch. Lower your hands, please.
8: All right, thank you, we also I also appreciate the release of statistics, even though they are not encouraging at all. My quest, first question has to do with the murder of women and children. The numbers are just too high. It is very unacceptable. So what I would like to know about these high numbers is whether the police are doing a survey to find causative causative factors so that they can address these factors. Hoping that will really uh, reduce the number of uh, these murders of women and children. Are there causative factors that have been noted? If not, why not? And the second question has to do with um, the rapes and murders. That uh, are happening in KZN. KZN seems to be leading with a higher or higher number of rapes and murders. Obviously, it should be a concern that one province can have repeatedly such a high number of rapes and murders. So, my question is. Is it because of the failure of the police to maintain law and order in that province? Or whether it has to do with the breaking down of families? And if it has to do with breaking down of families, what would be causing families to break more in KZN than in other provinces? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Meishu.
2: Honorable, it was first uh, Honorable uh, I had Groenewald next on my list.
9: Thank you, Jay. Can you hear me?
2: Um, yes. Honorable Peacock, could you please switch off your mic? So it's Honorable Groenewald and then uh, my Josie. Um, Honorable us just be patient.
9: You'll all have an opportunity. Honorable Groenewald, it's now you. Thank you, Jay. Jay, firstly... Just an overall view, if we look at, I think it was the first or second slide, which gave a summary of uh, all the crimes with the green and the red, it appears that it is uh, very good uh, statistics and that crime is in quite a decrease. Everything is about green, except of course murder and attempted murder. Now, Jay, if we look at the statistics. Firstly, we will see that murder, attempted murder, uh, carjacking, uh, robbery at residential premises, uh, and if we look at the murder on women, and attempted murder on women, then it is only robbery at residential areas that decreased, comma, four percent. It's almost nothing because that is one of the most feared crimes in South Africa. But if it is stabilized, the Freedom Front Plus will welcome that. But, Chairperson, what is quite alarming is the high increase in carjacking of 13.8%. People, uh, not everybody is already back at uh, work. So if you take that into consideration, that is really a crime that needs uh, serious Uh, Can I say, uh, uh, you have to analyze that, why we have this huge increase in carjacking. Of course, murder as well, South Africa is a murderous country, if I have calculated very roughly, uh, it seems our murder rate is still about 36 uh, to 37 per 100,000 of the population overall national over the year. where as the world average is about 7 per 100,000 of the population. But then, Chairperson, my question, the first one is on slide 17, it gives uh, uh, overall for the three months the motive or the causative factors for murder specifically. Now the first category is arguments, misunderstanding, road rage, provocation. So you have about four uh, matters uh, put together, and then we get the figure of one one five one murders. And if we look at, for instance, uh, vigilantism as well as mob justice, it's three five nine. Now, of three five seven, Jefferson. I want to know why can't we get a separate figure for each of those positive factors. Because what worries me is the mob justice. Because mob justice in a country is an indication that the people has lost their, can I say, trust in the police to protect themselves, and then they take the law into their own hands. So at This slide, 17, it appears as if mob justice is not really a problem. But 357 murders in only three months because of mob justice is really a serious concern of what is happening in South Africa. Then we're becoming a state where people are taking the law into their own hands. My second question, Chairperson, is. We have an increase on the murder on women and attempted murder on women of 4.2%, 902 cases. My question is, how many of these murders, these women, do we have statistics of how many of them, before they were murdered, laid complaints with police stations uh, for specific domestic violence, for instance? If we don't have that statistics, chairperson, then we will have to look into that, because we all know we still have too many cases where women lay complaints at police stations, uh, specifically when it comes to, say, attempted murder uh, or assault, but then the police station doesn't want to take the uh, the case. So do we have that figure? Thank you very much, chairperson.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Khunawal, Honorable Majosi, and then Beni. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Chairperson. Uh, greetings
10: to you, Chair, and we welcome you to the committee and um, hope you are recovering very well. And also greetings to Honorable members and um, uh, the minister, and also uh, the police department. Um, mine would be, I think you have highlighted the other one, chairperson of, of rape, that um, uh, even if in, 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 in domestic violence we see that there's a decrease, but um, uh, one is too many when, when it comes to, to, to the issue of rape. But I want to draw, even if we have a decrease in, in common assaults, I don't know why I, I can't find a table here that deals with common assault in different in different provinces so that we see which province dominates the most and which one does not um, have that much of um, a common assault that are reported. Because, Chairperson, we might think common assault is just um, common assault, but that's where it starts exactly. Because um, you would find that um, and a, a male will then uh, assault a, a woman, even if they don't, even if they wouldn't know him, like I, 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 I would put it on my on my case that I was assaulted in, in December uh, and not by a, a a man that maybe I was involved with or not. Um, uh, so. That one, it was taken as common assault. That's where it started Actually, that a person would then feel the power that they have to common assault any other woman that they meet on the streets, and then it will give them the power to also do the same at home. That is when you will then get these domestic um, uh, violences that will be happening, even though there's a there's a decrease. But 232, it's, it's a it's a lot of uh, uh, domestic violence that we are dealing with. But if we can check this, um, our policy maybe on on common assault, that if if something that like this happens and it's a trend, that this man would commonly assault even strangers, then it will not end there only, but he will also take it back at home and 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 start the domestic violence because which means that person shows the signs that they are they are violent in in that manner you know when i went to the police station i was told that it's a common assault and, um, and um, what, whatever it happens, then they will have to take the his statement and then he will have to go home. They feel that they are entitled to everything. They feel that they, they, they can do anything that they want to do. So once we do not address that, Chairperson, I think it's going to be a very serious problem, though I can see that there is a decrease, but if we can get a table that will show us in different provinces, whether which ones, which provinces we should focus on, when it comes to the common assault, uh, I think my colleagues have touched on murder. It's very alarming, but also kidnapping in Gauteng, Chaperson, it's a, it's very very alarming. I'm very very concerned about that. Um, that um, there's so much kidnapping that is happening in Gauteng. and also the car hijacking in Gauteng, It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a serious, serious concern. So I think if we can address those ones. You will be able to move forward. But I'm happy that the drug-related crime has decreased. It shows that we are moving we, there's somewhere where we are going. And also, maybe if also we can um, zoom in into these things. Because when we have community meetings, people are crying that police officers are the ones that are delivering drugs to the drug lords in, in, in townships. So if we can zoom in on that and check what is it, because we can't deal with corrupt police officers. We can't deal with police officers that are supporting drug lords in, in our own townships. So I think we will need to to zoom in on that so that we get a more decrease in terms of uh, drug-related uh, crimes and so forth. So, yeah, that is uh, my, my concerns, Chairperson that maybe if we can look at that, but uh, nonetheless, we welcome the, the crime statistics. Thanks. Uh,
2: thank you very much, Honorable Majosi. Uh Honorable
3: Shembeni. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thanks for the, the presentation by the South African Police Services. Uh, I've got a main concern here. Looking at all these crimes that are being listed here, There is one factor that I've noted uh, that we have not spoken to. Uh, The modus operandi, the instruments being used. In most cases, when you talk about carjacking, the firearm is used. You talk about murder, there is firearm. You talk about kidnapping, there is a firearm. You talk about attempted murder, robbery, and all these things. Firearms are there. Now, what is the SAPS doing about the issue of illegal firearms in South Africa? That is the first one. Secondly, the firearms now being stolen from the South African police services, the police stations and everything. We did not hear anything about that. How far are they with the investigations in those uh, cases where firearms are being stolen from the South African Police Service. Thirdly, we have got a well-known operations, Tootula and something else, of which the SAPS did not come out clean as to what are they doing. People are known. You go to journalists. The journalists will mention a name to say so and so in how they it's leading. Operation so and so. But what is the South African police doing with such things? Uh, because these are not uh, additional law enforcement in the South African police. It's just ordinary people, uh, gangsters, and the like. What is the South African police doing with these things? Uh, the increase in uh, crime stats. Uh, in police stations. We did not hear it thoroughly, like, say, going down into provinces, because here we are covering everything nationally. But now, to say, for instance, I'm giving an example. We cannot say that in Pumalanga we don't have crime uh, stations uh, which are having high crime stats that are uncontrollable but we don't see them yet. I would like to see each and every province whereby if there is a high crime rate of murder or armed robbery or assault or whatever, but in what stations? So that we can have a clear understanding of the people or the commanders in those stations, because you'll find out that yes, murder has gone up nationally. Uh, but the crime st- stations, the high crime stations that we're having here, it's stating Whereas there is one in Pumalanga or in Free State that is control- contributing and nothing is happening in that station. That station remains number one in Pumalanga or remains number one in Gauteng, but nothing is happening. Because we must find out exactly from the commander from that station or the detective head or the visible commanders so that they tell us what are they doing because they are failing. And here we cannot always have Nyanga and what, 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 what stations, Langa, whatever they call those stations, being number ones. Or they are always on the top five and nothing is happening. Then what are we doing? Did we try to change? uh the commanders there or did we add or what did we hear anything as the committee from those people on the ground to say yes we are having a problem here i don't have enough personnel i don't have enough human resources like cars and and, and other things we don't get these things but when you go down when we do these oversights you will get a lot of stories People telling you different things that we don't hear, these things here from the commanders or the provincial commanders. But at station level, you'll get a different thing. Uh, yeah. I think, yes, uh, murder, murder increase, uh, it's a very, very, very much concern. Uh, that's why I say let us look at the issue of the firearms, the illegal firearms. In South Africa, what is South Africa doing? Because when you look there at the illegal position of the firearms and ammunition, it's dropping. Uh, I've seen here it started from 4,621. Uh, now it has gone down to 3,387
0: meaning nothing is happening there. There are no arrests, nothing. Firearms are lingering
3: lingering around here in South Africa. So to be in position of an illegal firearm, it's legal in South Africa. And all those crimes, you check the modus operandi instrument
0: used is the firearm. But those firearms are not being... uh, arrested by the police. I wonder what is happening. Because now, if we can deal with the issue of
3: illegal firearms, illegal possession of firearms, we start there. And then I think there can be a lot of decrease in a lot of crimes that have been mentioned. Thank you very much. Uh,
2: Thank you very much, Honorable Shimbeni. Honorable Meshu, would you like, you said you're
0: leaving earlier, would you like to come in now? Um, Thank you, You Chairperson.
8: Okay. Two questions I want to ask. The first one has to do with scrapyards. We know that when copper cables are stolen and sold, Railway metal tracks are stolen and sold, and uh, also cheaper cars that are scrapped, they all end up in the scrapyards. Now, I want to know whether the police raid scrapyards and why they don't keep their eyes on scrapyards because it is a known fact that uh, all these things that are being stolen the metal, the copper cables they all land up there. So I want to know what is being done to ensure that scrap yards do not become safe places where all these stolen metals land. And the second one is that uh, I saw a video of a police officer who was drunk in uniform with his firearm clearly visible on his side. And this police officer was struggling to stand on his feet. And it was school children, for that matter, girls, who helped this police officer who was drunk and who fell down. And now, obviously, when the criminals see that firearm, they are going to take it. And take the lives of innocent people. So, my question is the firearms that are stolen from the police, some are stolen obviously from the safes, but some on the police themselves because they are either careless or drunk or they don't care. What penalties are meted on them to teach them that? allowing criminals to take hold of their firearms is something that will never be tolerated. We have too many illegal firearms, and some of them are legal firearms, but in the wrong hands that are used in the murders that we are experiencing in our country. So are the police aware? Because if they're not aware, we can try and get them that video. Of this police officer who fell on the ground, drunk, and was helped by schoolgirls
0: to stand on his feet. Thank you, Jefferson. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Meishu. Uh Honorable Shimbeni, uh, uh, now you
2: can lower your hand. Uh, Honorable Siabi, and then Honorable Moss, and then we'll take a round of responses. When you respond, can you please respond to Honourable Khournavald and Honourable Meshu's questions first, because they will be leaving the the committee. So could you please prepare to first respond to Honourable Khournavald and then to Honourable Uh, Meshu. Honourable Siabe, it is your turn now.
11: Thank you, Chair. Greetings to the Minister, the Deputy Minister, and honorable colleagues my first question is uh, i see in terms of statistics of killing of police officers it has increased although you say by two from 25 to 27 in this quarter does this statistics include metropolis or is it only uh, South African police services. Secondly, the, the state shows that uh, police officers are being killed on duty and of duty, especially of duty. Has tried to establish what might be the reason of killing police officers, especially those that uh, are off-duty. Is it because they are doing their work, and when they are off-duty, they are seen as soft targets? Or is it because, as police officers, they are also engaged in squabbles? Um, Like Honorable Sheikh Imam said that there are allegations that police officers are engaged in all sorts of criminal activities including in my area, there's an allegation that police officers are involved in selling of drugs. Will some of those be the reasons why police officers are killed? Or are they killed because they're doing their work? And attached to that, Chair, is that uh, there are a number of police officers who are killing their partners, Has SAPS tried to establish as to what might be the reason behind that? Is it because of stress? Are there employee wellness programs to assist police officers who are under stress? Thank you, Chair.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Whip. I was going to reiterate those sentiments you have raised. I think this uh, matter of police officers killing their partners. We have just had a, a recent incident where a police officer used his service weapon to kill his partner. Um, uh, the wellness of our, our service men and women has to co- be considered very seriously. Thank you, Honourable Honorable Moss. And then we'll take the first round of responses. The minister will be given an opportunity. Honorable Moss.
12: Thank you very much, Chairperson. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for the opportunity. I would like to greet the members, the Minister, the Deputy Minister, the Commissioner, and all men and in, in women in blue. I honor this opportunity, Chairperson, <clears throat> to thank those men and women in blue who choose the career and serve. Our country and community with dignity It's unable for all those who think they took the career to earning money in in using the police for a milking cow. Those those police know who I are, but the the the, the, the good ones mm. excluded. Mm. Secondly, chairperson, mm. I want to speak on. On, on, on three provinces, who really is a worry factor. First, person is a province of Houteng. We visited last year um, Houteng, we were the oversight in, 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 in Chuane, where the at that time, I think he was the acting commissioner of Gauteng, where he presented the report,
0: uh, to the portfolio committee. And that report was so excellent, Teperson. Uh, Honorable Moss? Honorable Moss? Are you still there? Person? Yeah, are you
12: still yes, there? J- yes, Teperson. Okay, uh, are you done?
0: No, I'm not done, J. Person. Please, I'm still continue. Yes, continue, please. You went quiet for a while. Hello, Mr. Yes, if can continue, Honourable Moss, we can hear you. Sir, person,
12: that was a, there was a downturn in the in the crimes will be actually presented today. Why, person? Because there was a cooperation between the Gauteng uh, the government, uh, the, the local authorities, and the community. And they were working on very good programs. So I didn't know what happening, that it, that the crime is going up uh, in that province. Maybe they must tell us again what is happening that the crime is going up and then of they still continuing with that program of cooperation. Secondly, chairperson, are coming to the province where I stay. Chairperson, I'm not happy with what every time we only hear about, when we come to the Western Cape, we only hear about Cape Town. The places that they mentioned is only about Cape Town in that report. The central Cape Town, the Mitches Plain, the Kailicha, the Nyangas, the Langas, the Kukuletus, and so forth and so forth. What about the rural small towns? What about the farming or the farming communities? Is they not part of the Western Cape? Why we every time when we get a presentation of the Western Cape, they only talk about Cape Town? The small, I mean, the, 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 the townships of Kukuletu, to of La... I'm not saying they mustn't report it, but what about the rural areas? Because the Western Cape have mostly have rural, small rural towns. And it's where the crime spread from Cape Town to the small rural towns. Make example, like Clover and the round farms around Claver is not the first time that, that incident happened in Claver. It's every year that things were happening, people will keep napping, women be raped on the N7, and you can go on and on. So I really really am not happy what only we are receiving pre- only every time a report about the, of the Western Cape, only about Metro. The Lama only that area. The last point I want to raise is the issue of 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 poaching, poaching and drug trafficking. They are working very close to to one another. Mm-hmm. Is there a, 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 a the, if the crime unit a cooperation between DAF and the police department? Is there a collaboration? And if there is, can they maybe one day tell us because poaching is too much in South Africa? Our our generations, our generations, and the next generations will not have certain species in in South Africa if we not address the issue of poaching.
0: I don't want to raise towns of areas because Irvo Moss, your volume
2: disappeared. Hey, hey, your mic is back on. Finish,
0: please.
12: I'm saying, Jefferson, the issue of poaching is a serious crime in South Africa. There's areas in our provinces, in the coastal towns, where poaching and drug, tra- drug trafficking is with happening. I don't want to raise the towns or the coastal lines and so forth and so forth. But my question is, is there a cooperation between DAF and the crime unit of the police on the issue of poaching and drug trafficking? I don't want to mention the towns because I must also protecting myself. Tomorrow I will be killed because I'm a whistleblower. Although I'm an MP, I'm not had protection, because I'm not trusting the police. Thank you very much. Uh,
2: thank you, Honourable Moss. Uh, Honourable Minister, we'll give you an opportunity to respond. Uh, The minister will be leaving us at 11. That gives us quite some time with the minister. Thank you very much, Honourable Minister, for giving us so much of your time and being so gracious with your presence here today and for bringing the crime statistics to the committee. We really appreciate it. It was a bone of contention, but I'm very happy that we have addressed this concern. Uh, Thank you very much, Honourable Minister, and then,
0: You uh, will hand over to your team to respond. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Uh, Chair, I don't
1: know if my suggestion will find any favour. Maybe at a certain given point, we will have to sit down and work rather than this kind of report when we're going to release so that we have a better understanding uh, of the crime states and listen to your 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 contribution on other things how can uh, we use your suggestions in uh, working the reduction of crime? because the aim here is not just information the aim is to find the way of reducing on behalf of south african the crime so that we are all comfortable i i i hope we will maybe after states come down sit down and work on those differences why they increased why they why, why, why they uh the 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 decrease in particular time and all that uh by, by look of things, looks that December's are better worked by the South African police to share all those good, uh, good tendencies and good practices. So it is maybe it's a suggestion that we let's sit down rather than questions. All try to find answers and hear your your suggestions, as there are suggestions. Uh, one of those suggestions, starting with the Honourable Fulanov. Separate categories of of of
0: Andrew, murder. Uh, sorry. Chair. Continue, Minister.
1: Continue, uh, Minister. As, as uh, Honourable Klanval said, separate categories of murder. Uh, I don't think it can be a difficult thing to create new columns of explaining further, not just not just a murder. But how it happened, and uh, as says, is it argument? This one comes from argument, and all that. So I think we can we, we can work on some of those suggestions. The other the other uh, contribution by Honourable uh, Grunewald is asking the questions: If these women killed, have they reported before? Uh, I think that that information can be found, Chairperson. Uh, but Jefferson if you look at your murders, it is it is a problem that will argue uh, that a society will have to play a much broader role when it comes to murders. Uh, as you look now, you will see where these murders and rapes are happening. Uh, both uh, murders why they happen on the public place, but there are a high number that happens at the places where people are supposed to be safe. But the rapes is even worse. Uh, where people are killed by the people known to them, the boyfriend, ex-boyfriends, fathers, uncles, and all that. Regist uh, I think it can be found, those that are killed because the police were 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 negligent after they reported. But One major problem that we'll have to deal with here, uh, Honorable Chair, is is the role played by friends and families in pressurizing the victims to withdraw the cases supporting perpetrators i have i have this nightmarish experience happened about four weeks ago this young lady was all over uh, the all over the social media crying for assistance and indeed police responded uh, and arrested this uh, boyfriend But the mother and the lady phoned later on to say she doesn't know what to do because the mother is putting a lot of pressure on her to withdraw the case against the boyfriend. And this lady works for the Correctional Services. So is a person that will be understanding her rights and all that. So she says she has even left home because she can't stay with mother. The families are playing a big role in not supporting the victims. They talk about uh, we better slaughter goats when the uncle is raped, uh, the, the, the 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 nephew or the niece, uh, father raping the stepdaughter. Let's slaughter the goat to cleanse and all this. So society will have to really be on this question of women and mental abuse. So I'm I'm just expanding the suggestion made by uh, Honourable Roland. Uh, you said Babumu Asho, scrap yards. Uh, we will have to work with other with other sister departments here. DTI is one of the. Big, but uh, if if much you could remember, three weeks ago, two or three weeks, there was a big big operation uh, in housing where we attacked quite several of these of, of these uh, places. Uh, we hope that the law will change here, not just to be pay scrapyard. But to be a serious economic crime uh, to work on this on the, uh, uh, on, the, on this thing so that we're able to go there shut them down but those people that are working on them get arrested for a very very long time but there are quite several operations that are happening and uh, there are shops that are called pawn shops uh, where we are having a lot of operation uh, pawn shops unfortunately they are the markets of the stolen goods they increase the house breaking stealing things that will be that will be uh, sold in this these uh, pawn shops we we think again those laws will have to be will have to be uh, enhanced so that such things they are shut down their the 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 so rather than people just getting the punishment but shut down and uh, such things. Uh, illegal firearms that are raised by both Mabunay uh, Shwe uh, and Shembeni uh, and, uh, is a concern for all of us. Uh, we try to work, we do have a lot of operations dealing, dealing with them uh, and indeed uh, there are those that are lost from the police uh, the, there's just one, results that have come out from Norwood, where 158 uh, firearms in Gauden were, were stolen by our own and sold. Uh, three of, of those uh, uh, officers are, are arrested, but also one, unfortunately, committed uh, suicide uh, who was involved in such nasty, uh, nasty things. But the fact remains that all illegal firearms, except those maybe that cross the border, all legal firearms they come out of shop being legal firearms, and uh, they they are stolen from their owners. They're stolen from cars, break-ins, and all that. So it's a question of working with the communities, working with the with the with the. Um, mm. Gun owners in such in such in, in, in incidents where young kids at school they kill one another using their father's firearms, uh, we will have to work harder to enhance and make sure that we strengthen the laws around the gun ownership. There is, as we speak now, uh, the amendment of the of of, of the of the firearms uh, act. Trying to enhance those things is making a lot of noise on suggestion, but uh, the community will be getting uh, opportunity to deal with that matter. Uh, the drunk police, uh, indeed, every family has a black sheep. Uh, uh, I'm sure you know, you know that we have a very troublesome befundis. That's why uh, in, in, in courts you have. Uh, uh, the, the trials going on for Abifundis who are grooming kids for sex, uh, for for sex slavery. That's why we have a uh, ama so we have opushiri and you uh, have ozondo. So every every house is got a black sheep. Uh, here, the mapoisa, not you saw a lot will die uh, is out of 177,000 uh, members of the south african police but once we found that we cut them off the family uh, that one uh, the, the firearm was taken unfortunately came from the province where i come from <laughs> uh, is uh, in the area the provincial commission is here but uh, is, is out of the service, as we speak, going uh, uh, the disciplinary issues, thanks for the kids, but we will have now and again, get this police. Uh, they will answer National Commission, the others, now, uh, here they will talk about the welfare of the police, we're trying to enhance that, so that the issues uh, of the welfare of the police, who are, let me admit, working under stress, uh, uh, because of the situation as they are killed and all that. Maybe answering that question of the, even the police that die of duty, some of them, they, they because they are doing the good job, uh, some of them, uh, because they are cracking some serious cases. And uh, then people would think that uh, to deal with, uh, uh, with protecting themselves against uh, the law is to go and kill those members of uh, several of uh, police. Who are a good police from the detectives? Uh, uh, some of them that are killed at home are detectives that are doing some serious cases. So the protection of police on and off duty uh, does remain the the issue that uh, as the organisation will have to look at. So I'll allow uh, National Commission and other uh, members to take us forward on the answer to the other question. Thanks. Chair.
2: Uh, Thank you very much, Honourable Minister. Um, Thank you very much for your comprehensive uh, uh, feedback. And thank you very much, uh, Minister, for the presentations, uh, which are detailed and uh, let us appreciate uh, the work that has been happening since you have given us the last crime statistics. Uh, Honourable National Commissioner, uh, you can continue. Please don't wait for me to acknowledge uh, for the sake of time. Uh, could you just continue and give your responses? So please don't let me thank you and make comments uh, for the sake of speed and time. Um, we we are really appreciative that you have given us so much time before you do your press conference minister. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll um, methodology that we are adopting is very sound now. I don't think there's a single member who can complain. We will uh, of course, Minister, we have informed the Minister the members before uh, you release the crime stats. Uh, we're in agreement that we, uh, we send it to them an hour before the time which we have done. Thank you then for that
8: cooperation.
2: National Commissioner?
8: Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Meshu. Uh, before the National Commissioner carries on, uh, may I request that the question I asked about whether the survey has been made about causative factors in the murder of women and children?
2: Yes, um, asked, I ask that your questions and that of, of Dr. Khurnawald be answered first.
8: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes. Could
2: you thank please, you. Uh, National Commissioner, could we first respond to Honorable Meshu and to uh, the, uh, Dr. Groenewald.
4: Hey, thank you very much, uh, Honorable chef, for the opportunity and with the lead from the minister. Okay. Starting with this first question, let me confirm that uh, there's an officialized root cause analysis. Uh, that takes place, which cuts across a number of strategic interventions, including the gender-based violence action plan. Uh, This root cause analysis report, they are also linked together with the modus operandi analysis of that same subject they can be made available uh, upon request and as the committee has directed. uh, I think the minister has also confirmed that the other analysis breakdown which is requested can be made available. And I will suggest to the committee then that uh, such additional reports be availed in the form of attendance. So we will assign the officers to zoom more into this analysis so that they can be made available. Uh, thank you on this particular question, Chair. Yes. Then, Chair, what I also wanted to bring to the attention of the committee is the fact that. The quota under assessment has been a high density stabilization quota. It has been characterized by high saturation. Further reminders are the fact that there has been some explicit directives. Some of them were even flowing from the office of the minister like no one going on leave. So the following quarters, there will, be for, uh, there will be following an execution which will be calling a normalized type of an execution. And we, they, we will have to maintain and sustain the impact and then also keep the standard. I'm saying so because one of the honorable members has actually touched on the question of resources. They might also then be coming into play. But an advantage that we have is that we have now won the 7,000 recruitment uh, and it is going to assist us to, to sustain. Then Chair, the crimes committed by police officers the report in future. Yes, it it will be made available as part and parcel of the addendums that we will need to attach. And then the the carjacking market. Uh, Firstly, within the country, we are responding. Uh, through the Opta strategy. But then what is happening is the fact that plus minus 70% of the market is outside the country. And yesterday, I've just returned from my visit uh, to Zimbabwe on uh, a sub-core tour. We have identified this problem across the sub countries that the market is spread around and is one of the active, uh, that is crimes under transnational uh, crime approach by the countries. So I think this is a crime, which is a priority for transnational crime. Apart from fighting it in South Africa and attending to this market, we are all we've also lined up and activated some processes so that uh, we respond to this crime but then it's also linking right up to interpol there's few questions that uh, need a little bit of attention and support but will obviously have that support uh, from the minister uh, which need the the synchronization uh, of the legal system uh, of the different countries when we deal with this particular case, because it's it's dealt with differently from various countries. Then uh, there's crimes such as kidnapping, uh, carjackings, and drugs, all those particular crimes, they are listed as part and parcel of the transnational crime priorities. And they are then given that collective response by countries. And then uh, corrupt uh, police, I think the minister has spoken to the ground policemen already, but all I wanted to say is that there's a standing cleanup campaign, uh, which continues to clean the contaminated elements within uh, the police and there's various takedowns that they are, are happening uh, even today there's others that are continuing so that cleanup is continuing both criminally and departmentally then there's the uh, ehw uh, support programs i think a uh, general woman uh, may talk more to those, but they are responding to all the challenges which are faced by members, uh, especially when they execute their duties uh, on the ground. With regard to stations, uh, the top 30 stations in the provinces, all I want, uh, what I can explain for now, is that the principle of applying the top at national uh, is cascaded automatically to the province. Apart from the station from the one province that reflects at the national top 30, you will also find a provincial top 30 where the same station is listed in the provincial top 30 of the station. And provincial commissioners, I think they are then putting uh, stabilization and normalization interventions to address such stations, but they can zoom more uh, into that. The the police killing states, they exclude metropolis is only the South African uh, police service. Uh, with your permission, Chair, I think uh, you can afford to get floor for the deputy national commissioners to add other responses and there's few provinces more like how western cape and those that have been touched maybe the provincial commissioners if you provide the floor they can also talk to that thank you very much
13: thank you very much honorable chairperson and uh, members uh, with regard to the question raised about the uh, vehicles stolen to neighbouring countries, yes, we do. We do have agreements with uh, the other countries in terms of uh, when uh, vehicles and/or any other property stolen to their countries, in terms of assistance, bringing them back. But yes, uh, it's sometimes not sustainable. Uh, it works for it goes forth and back, but sometimes uh that cooperation breaks up and will resuscitate going forward uh, that's what we continue doing and uh, yeah i think there was uh, there was a question around crimes of uh, assault gph in terms of which province we have most i think it was asked by honorable Jersey. Uh, in terms of the current quotas, uh, it is Gauteng that they have got the most, in terms of assault, uh, common, followed by Western Cape, and uh, third comes KZN. So those are the provinces with the highest rate in terms of uh, common assault. But, uh, of course, it's only raw figures. Uh, in one way, sitting ratios, it might you might find... Some other provinces that have got lesser figures that will come up a little bit more. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, those are the questions that I think remained. Uh, thank very much. I'll hand over to General Fuma. Thanks. Thank you, General
0: thank you. Nick. Thank you very
14: much, uh, Honourable Jefferson, and Honourable Members of Honourable Minister, uh, Deputy Minister, if we still National Commissioner, and all uh, protocol observed. The Minister and the National Commissioner has already alluded, of course, to the wellness. However, in our elaboration, we do have uh, employee health and wellness in the organization where we have... Uh, Psychologists, social workers, and as well as the, the CDC, who are supposed to be debriefing our members during the incidents of need, there is a standard, extended guidelines that during and even after the tour of duty, they can be able to access uh, the debriefing sessions. However, it is becoming a challenge because the members feels that too, as and when they approach this wellness. Uh, offices, they get uh, uh, stigmatized by their peers, Uh, so it makes it difficult for them to optimally utilize it. However, it is available even to their extended families, because we understand that during the tour of duty, they are exposed to different crime scenes that are really coming up with uh, traumas that they experience. And there is also pressure at work, there's pressure in the family. Over and above that, we also have in our medical aid scheme sessions that are provided in order to try and circumvent the issue of this uh, stigmatization, where members are given per month more than six sessions to choose the psychologists or the centers of their own where they can be able to receive those uh, briefing sessions, but they are equally still not utilizing it optimally to such an extent that uh, we have come up with a strategy to be more proactive. Uh, Parliament is trying to look at the uh, coming up with the wellness centers that will be specifically designed in order to attract and make it easier for members to access them in a positive way, where there will be facilities such as exercising, gymming, and when there is a need, continuous for them to do things such as yogas, for them to do debriefings. They will be doing the group debriefings in those centers so that they are able to go there freely and when there is no any other incident so that they get used to those sessions so, meaning we need to really come up with some strategies as we have uh, discussed it with the minister, when the, this uh, increase, we, we are being realized that our members are really killing uh, uh, themselves and they are killing their families. The minister, minister had uh, spoken to us that we need to come up with a serious strategy of uh, uh, wellness so that we are able to assist our members. So. We are doing that. We have. We may not. We have enough within the organisation, but PolMET is equally supporting us in terms of ensuring that with the sessions that are provided, which are paid for by POLMET, they can select the uh, wellness or psychological services of their own in a private space of their own for them to be uh, assisted with regard to the debriefing. Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Thank you very much, General. Next. Thank you so much, Honorable Chair, members of the
15: committee, uh, uh, Honourable Minister, Deputy Minister, National Commissioner. I'll only touch on the issues of gender-based violence uh, cases and rape cases. I think the decrease didn't just come as a as as, as, as a likely package. We have worked very hard to make sure that we prioritize the cases of gender-based violence. Uh, We went to a very robust campaign to educate our people, the committees, and starting from the universities and schools, we've been in that uh, space. Also, we're working together with the courts. we are prioritizing all the cases that are on the court roll uh, by making sure that the DNA results are available on the next court date. So when the cases have uh, been um, postponed for March, now February, we're already working on all those cases that are the courtroom. And this also has yielded good results, because you can see there's also an increase in terms of sentences of uh, gender-based violence uh, cases. They we're having a lot of uh, life sentences and, and high level of um, years in, in terms of, of, of the sentences. So I think we, we are... Uh, caring very, very well on the issues of gender-based violence and also on the issue of corruption. We've got uh, uh, continuous projects that are running, that are uh, aimed to, to clean the, uh, the, the police, or all those uh, corrupt uh, elements in the police. We, as National Kunz has said, we, we are even today had, uh, having a take down in the same Western Cape to try to clean up all those abuts.
0: That is in short that I'm giving for myself. Thank you, Minister. Honourable members, is it... One more, Chair, from the head of Hawks. Uh,
16: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson, Honourable members, uh, the Minister uh, of Police and my colleagues. Uh, just uh, to touch on two comment on two uh, matters The first one being the uh, police killings, which the National Commissioner have already responded. I just need to add that uh, with regard to the investigations, we investigate both killings of the SAPS members as well as the Metro Police. So the investigation itself, uh, we respond even when the uh, states themselves talk to the SAPS. The second part that I needed to comment on is uh, the cooperation with regards to other uh, law enforcement uh, entities that are not necessarily the police like the DAF and the the uh, PACS. We collaborate with them when one will observe that uh, in terms of uh, the seizure of uh, this uh, endangered species uh, in the form of abalone or uh, other species such as the rhino poaching and the like, we we'll collaborate with them. One can see that even at the port of entry, we work with them. So in terms of the organized crime processes, our projects also include the collaboration with those. So I just needed to indicate that uh, there is that uh, Collaboration. Thank you very much, uh,
1: Honorable Chair and uh, Minister. Chairperson, uh, just one, I think, Honorable Member Shembe of Operation to Do That. Chairperson, uh, as you know, the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa that allows people to march unarmed and uh, not uh, interfering with the rights of, of other people. The Two weeks or a week ago, with Operation Dudula, has been really a high level of activities in Gauden, where our police, special POP, has done a very good job uh, in trying to stop uh, those uh, people. And uh, quite several of the operation has been stopped uh, by the by the uh, police under the leadership of the provincial commission of Gauden. Uh, Lieutenant General Mawel. But Jefferson, I-, I want to go back to the problem that you have raised time and again as a South African police. Before, there would be a planning together if it's going to be an activity by anybody going to march in town or uh, anywhere. So they would be planning together. You will explain your your, your aim of, of marching the times, the routes, and all that, so that police can prepare and work together uh, to reduce any deviation. There is a concord decision, Honorable Chairperson, that said that is not necessary. Anybody, anywhere, anytime, can wake up in the Republic of South Africa and mobilize people much. The, The court says... You can only stop when those people are causing violence, which means police will have to wait until somebody causes some form of violence before they act. That is a concord decision, which has made the police work very, very difficult. You can't stop anybody going to march. You can't stop anybody gathering together until and unless they've caused some form of violence. That's a problem we're facing, Honorable Chair, uh, that uh, we, we wish that we are helped. Uh, unfortunately, from the Concord
0: level, it will be difficult to reverse, but it makes the work of the police very difficult. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Uh, honourable members, do you
2: still have questions that were not answered? Uh, not follow-up questions, please. I'm going to allow the Minister, the National Commissioner and his team to leave at 10.30 so that they could be ready for their press conference. So, honourable members, I'm just going to take your questions that you feel were not adequately responded to. I've noted the hands of honourable mum. And then honourable Teboulange, honourable Shaky Mom, and then honourable Teboulange, and then honourable Siabi.
6: Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, I, I must agree with the minister that the task of the police is very difficult given the socio-economic conditions our people are living under and unless you get to the root cause of the problems like gender-based violence the dysfunctional families you're not going to be able to solve these problems not the police they're not able to do it but importantly chairperson i spoke about carjackings and things what i expect to hear is this when did and how many vehicles have we managed To trace in these neighboring countries have we traced how those vehicles got into those countries what paperwork it came which licensing authority issued those things when did they go through to the border was there a pattern of specific officers at the border that were there on duty at the time when these vehicles are leaving because obviously there's some collusion that is what i'm hoping to want to see that there is a, 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 some mechanisms put in place to be able to trace it right up to which licensing authority gave those additional fake documents because those things have to go out with fake documents and things of that nature. That's the first thing. The second thing that I have not answered is, I want to know, can SEPS give us also in their quarterly report, uh, incidents where police are involved of either acts of criminality or corruption or gender-based violence. And when I'm saying this specifically for one reason, there's a lot that is going on with the law enforcement as well. And I know it's not easy to deal. And I'll give you an ideal example. There's a husband and wife police officers working in the same station. And I promise you they are fighting it out until somebody is going to lose their life. I've raised this matter so many times, they are still there. And until somebody is going to lose their life, is that when we're going to act? We, so this wellness program, this, re, this report that we're getting, that they are uh, you know, in, in control of the situation in terms of their officers, it's not a true account. We need to deal with these things timelessly. But lastly, I want to know, can we get a report so that we know which police officers, how many of them have been involved in acts of criminality, gender-based violence, and of course, uh, and this is particularly for the National Commissioner, can we have a dedicated line of communication between people on the ground to raise complaints against officers that's found in the wrong places or colluding, receiving bribes, doing whatever it is, directly through to the office of the National Commissioner? That might help a lot. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Sheikh
0: Imam, uh, Honorable Tablanch, and then Honorable Siabe.
7: Chairperson, thank you. Let me start by, you know, thanking both the minister and the national commissioner and all the deputies for their responses. Chairperson, I remind myself that we are busy with crime statistics, and uh, we already agreed. Well, in my mind, you know that the crime statistics is not a very good picture. Now, and I'm asking myself, Chairperson, listening to some of the responses, I'm asking myself the question, what is the police's role in all of this? And, you know, quite frankly, it appears that, you know, we, um, and even the police then also, do not always understand our role. Chairperson, we are sitting here with every You know, every situation or event crime statistics discussing the very, very same issues. And, you know, if you look, for instance, at the causative factors, uh, you know, it appears that quite often, you know, the police are acting or apparently they are mere spectators. I don't, I haven't heard, you know, any new initiatives. Chairperson, the the crime is rising in this country. And apparently, you know, let's be frank about this, the police ran out of ideas. Um, Every time, you know, the top city stations and blah, 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 the same old stories, and crime is rising. It keeps on rising every day. A lot of people are dying in this country. My question is, What are we doing? When are are we going to create some positive stuff strategically? So what are the police going to do differently from today on? And, you know, when are we going to roll out new plans? Um, Really, I think, you know, the policing style, I've mentioned it very, you know, quite often in this very meeting that I think the police must seriously look into their policing style. They need to find, you know, maybe see what is happening in the rest of the world. Best practices. You know, we had a panel of experts and stuff, and nothing is coming from it. Sorry, but nothing. Uh, It's the same old story every time, and I must say I am very concerned uh And if we go on like this J-Person, we are going to get nowhere. Thank you
0: Chaperson, are you still there? Thank you, Honorable Siabi. Thank you, Chair. The
11: the question I didn't get an answer to, uh, my first question was uh, with the statistics on the killing of police officers, which today is reported that is 27, as compared to 25, the last quarter which is an increase of two, does this statistics include metropolis officers or is only focusing on the South African police service? That's my question, Chair. Thank you. Uh,
2: Thank you very much, Honorable Sihabi. Um, Honorable Minister, would you like to come in, or you could hand over immediately to the um, the generals?
1: No, the generals will, will take take. I would like to come in. Jefferson, uh, it cannot be correct that there are there is nothing that the police, uh, nothing new that the police do. That cannot be correct. The we do learn from these crime stats. Unfortunately. There are, there are subjective things that police need to do. Uh, one of the gender-based violence issue was the, was the reception of the victims at the police stations, where our own would not understand the pain and all that. We said we'll be training people on that. 91, uh, nine, n- 91, uh, nine hundred members have been trained on, on that to be the first line of reception of the victims of the police station. We learn that from the crime state and we learn that from the responses of the communities and we respond. So it cannot be true. Some of these are objective that police can't do anything about those like murders 10%. Police can't do anything about the growth of the informal settlement around the country. They can't. Maybe. Uh, I think honorable territory comes from this province of Western Cape where we are today. I have been moving on these places. I don't know how he has been visiting these places. we visit. There are, there are three places here. Yeah. One is called COVID-19 settlement. The other one is called sanitizer. The other one is called lockdown you 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 go there 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 is a house to house there is no place to move there is no electricity there is no water there is no nothing a terrible terrible condition police can't do anything about those come the night is dark you only see at the end of your hand no streets no house numbers if a person kills somebody and gets get disappeared, you don't know where to find the person and all that. So it's not just the policing, but the environmental design that is there does not help policing, especially in bigger cities like Western Cape, like KZN, and where every second house in Nanda is a ship in. Maybe that's why there are problems there of rape and murders. When you go to Gipsywood in hunting, you don't know where next to go. So, if those conditions and when those conditions are not attended to, it will be very less for the police to do with those conditions. But generally, police we follow these things, we get to the good practices, and we correct those things that we are supposed to be dealing uh, to be dealing with. To improve policy. so it's not very correct to say nothing uh, is 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 being it's being done. Uh, honourable member, uh, Iman insists on the on the car things. Sometimes this information, uh, honourable chairperson, arms the arms the criminals. Uh, what what to do? For instance. As we speak now, there are special cars that are being stolen. Uh, maybe you'll be given an idea if you explain that this car is stolen and why is it stolen. But maybe <clears throat> Commissioner, did speak about him yesterday being in Zim. We we are meeting. There are outstanding uh, meetings, especially with the with the Minister of. Uh, Interior in, in in Mozambique to deal with these matters. Uh, jefferson as the, as Masimula said, General Masimula, sometimes we are good, sometimes we are bad. There are things uh, that you you think if they were done better with the countries we work with, uh, life would be better. I I I have been in the country uh, of 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 Mozambique. Uh, you. So some of the things that you see there, uh, for instance, the, the non alignment of laws. For instance, in Mozambique, there is a saying that says, I don't know whether there's no regulation, that says, a buyer is always innocent. Uh, in South Africa, if if you buy a stolen goods, you are not innocent. But if they, a buyer is always innocent, which means once the car is on the other side and is bought, You can't take it from that owner because the buyer is innocent. So those are the things that sometimes uh, you try to work and there is non-alignment on on those matters. There are countries where we have serious problems. Yes, there are cars. Uh, Some of those cars that you are told, they are there. You try to find them. And as you reach there, you can't find them back in South Africa. And the countries have their own laws. But one thing that we have discovered chairperson, especially in Western Cape, which is a, is a column we're going to make. in Western Cape, most of the, most of the of car hijack check and Kahii check, is not aimed on those cars, it's aimed at the contents of, of what is on that, especially your delivery vans. Uh, where they take the van they take the bread they take the finish and all that and we have found many of these cars that's another column that we're going to de- uh, develop to find out how many cars that uh, we because they were not they were not targets what, what was target is inside the cars so we, we, we are learning on these things and we are improving indeed we are worried about the murder uh, uh, the matter, but also chairperson we we have a lot of matters by the people that are not in the database in the, in, in 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 South Africa that don't have fingerprints and all that kind of stuff. As we speak, if my information is correct, we have eleven thousand foreign nationals in the South African prisoners As we speak, led by Zimbabweans, uh, there are others. So uh, the. the and some is very difficult because no fingerprints because they're not on the database. So there are things to, to do, uh, but we learn on them. Lastly, uh, corruption is, is real across the board, Shepherd. If you go to our borders, uh, a few weeks ago, there was a, a takedown uh, of the home affairs and the police, but the South African National Defence Force members have been arrested. Who help criminals to, 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 to make sure that these cars they cross the border on the on the other side to Zimbabwe? And then that's why you arrest both soldiers, you arrest home affairs, you arrest the, 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 the police. So the question of the, the question of criminality along the chain does exist. All of us we need to work on it, Chairperson, uh, to reduce the criminality so that people can do their work. So that that's that's a point that I wanted to I wanted to to raise. Uh, I hope Commissioner will deal with the, the remaining uh, question, Chair. Hey, you, uh, Chair. and thank you,
4: Chair, uh, and thank you, Minister for your uh I think, Chair. The question I would like to talk to is the one of strategic initiatives and as well as the police running out of ideas. I'm going to make a proposal. I think the current system of us appearing to the committee does not provide for us to present new strategic initiatives, which we have invented. In the, in, the, in, in the service. But currently, we are leading SAPCO. The countries in SAPCO, they are learning from us from our own initiatives. And some of our strategic initiatives, they are also at Interpol level. So And we are actually dominating the international best practice system. So but the, those initiatives do not necessarily find the platform to present because we cannot respond to them in the form of a question and answer response. We need to be able uh, to present them. And as we're speaking now, we've got the policing nomics, which is uh, uh, which is uh, presently piloted across the national boundaries and as well as the international boundaries there's quite a lot of countries that are a part and parcel of this and it's our initiatives then there's a question that talks to a direct line uh, to the national office or to the national commissioner's office uh, with regard to complaint and matters relating to members i think uh, I will instruct the communication uh, component to investigate the, the possibility of a hotline that uh, we can maybe initiate. I think uh, the last concerns on the vehicles and papers, General Massambler also wanted to talk to it, but we do not intend to to share more operational information uh, so that uh, the information goes to the public domain. Thank you, Chair. With your permission, I can give him the floor.
0: Thank you very much. Very shortly we need to conclude now. Thanks, Honourable Chairperson
13: and uh, Members. The the question around vehicles, the Minister of answered it fully. Uh, on the question of police killings, the number of police members killed for the quarter is found on slide 22, which is 27 police members, of which seven of them were on duty, 20 were off duty. It is all SAPS members. And if you go to slide 20, uh, under the murder motives you will find a line that talks to law enforcement and security guards. So in that regard, for the same period, there was 10 members uh, killed for the period, which include your other law enforcement agencies, can be Metro, including security guards. So in that regard, six were killed in KwaZulu-Natal, one in Limpopo, and three in Western Cape, which makes the total of 10. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable
2: Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Minister. Thank you, General Masimola. Uh, thank you very much, uh, General Setole, and the others who responded, Minister. Um, within the last ten minutes, I would firstly again appreciate the presentation and appreciate uh, the responses which you have given. Um, Minister, I'd like to concur with you that we need a session where we discuss these crime statistics again in much more detail and where we discuss the opportunities for us to improve and uh, have more detail on how we are going to respond to these crime statistics. But that we um, And in these meetings, we do not only look at numbers and figures, but we, we look at the opportunities we have for addressing the challenges that we have. Minister, there are uh, five critical areas, before you do leave, that I would like us to look at in terms of the consideration you have given us in the past and which we need to follow up on. Uh, During the previous engagement, our last engagement on crime statistics in November 2021, uh, the SAPS indicated that a review of the performance management system uh, would include performance penalties. You indicated that the department would ensure that underperforming station commissioners would be managed, and uh, we would then also even expect that some of them would be changed. We also have uh, consistently reiterated the fact that we cannot have the same police stations being in the top 30 worst performers. Uh, We said that, you know, in, in education, we have the top best performing schools, best performing learners, best performing provinces. But in SAPS, we do it the other way around. We have the worst performing police stations, and they continue to be on this worst performing list year in and year out. Minister, we would like to thank you that instead of now having your annual crime statistics, as we had agreed, you have it quarterly, and this allows us to zoom into the realities of what is happening in our country. The president, again, in his State of the Nation address, spoke very clearly and, and, and with so much concern about the situation of crime in our country. Um, the set spoke about the restructuring and reorganization of the system. Uh, it was all, You said that you were assessing the profiles to ascertain if it was suitable for a particular person to be in a particular position. We'll come back to this as well as the disciplinary steps that have been taken against underperforming station commanders. Honourable Minister, I would like to raise the docket analysis to assess the impact of alcohol on contact crimes. Uh, during the, um, um, the, the COVID period, when we had this serious lockdown and the clampdown on the sale of alcohol, you spoke about, Minister, the reduction of crime. Uh, Can we now do an analysis of murder and attempted murder to consider the blood alcohol level of both victims and perpetrators? Uh, Minister, you have also been speaking about uh, the environmental design. You've consistently raised this. Um, You have uh, elaborated on your engagements with different departments. Uh, It stands to reason, uh, Honourable Minister that at some stage we have a a, um, a a zoom in onto the the areas where you have the top police stations in terms of their crime statistics and how they are influenced by the environmental design, which is very challenging. Um, the use of population statistics was also raised that SAP should present the per capita ratios of contact crimes for all provinces to ensure a more accurate comparison between the provinces. Um, Minister, we have asked that the crime statistics data as dissemination policy and crime statistics revision policy be published. When will this uh, policy be be published, Uh, since we believe that this will allow that our crime statistics are not released on an ad hoc basis but that it is done in terms in of a uh, crime statistics data dissemination policy and your revision policy once it is approved then lastly uh, the um, the i panel uh, um, the expert panel of the president indicated that um The role of private security services providers uh, came into focus during the civil unrest in KwaZulu, Natal, and Gauteng. As part of its inquiry, the expert panel into the July 2021 civil unrest was specifically mandated to inquire into and make findings on the role played by the private security providers. The expert panel's report stated that businesses had to rely on private security providers to secure their properties, but that the damage was still extensive. The panel asked that the private securities industry regulatory authority, or OSIRA, would be most effective if they worked with um, uh, SAPs, and SAPs would be more effective if there was a crime prevention strategy between SAPS and SIRA, So, uh, we would, when we look at that panel of experts report, uh, we would be at, uh, uh, placing careful consideration on the partnership, which needs to be formalized with strong guidelines, and with a strong approach based on a clear policy and legal framework. Uh, as you had requested, Minister, we shall convene a special meeting where we not only look at percentages of crime statistics, but where we look at how we are responding to these challenges. Honourable Minister, I would like to say that we, the committee's engagement with you has indicated that uh, the crime statistics have reflected a better picture than the previous quarter's performance. Uh, During the last performance, you uh, included an activation plan. uh, And I can say, and I can truly assess that this activation plan is bearing fruit. Um, Minister, we would like to wish you and the National Commissioner and your team well on uh, the release of the crime statistics today to the public. And we would once more appreciate the presentation that you have made here today and the responses that you and your team have given. Honourable Minister, your um, uh, your time is now uh, 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 of critical importance and you and your team are allowed to leave the meeting Uh, Honourable members, if I could have five minutes of your time just to discuss some logistical uh, um, arrangements for you, especially for uh, the oversight visit. Honourable Minister, uh, National Commissioner, Deputy Minister, you are released and thank you very much for your presence today. Thank you, Minister.
1: Thank you very much, Chair, and thanks to the Portfolio Committee members. Uh, we hope uh, the approach of working and finding solutions rather than reporting and giving percentages will help all of us. Thanks very much, uh,
2: th- Thanks, Minister. You and your team are released now. Um, the formal meeting has been adjourned, so those who wish to remain,
0: I'm only going to be discussing the logistics of our oversight meeting. Um, honorable members, uh, you all do know that we are
2: arranging an oversight meeting to Gauteng. Um, as previously recorded, we were going to uh, visit the Norwood Police Station and we were going to visit the Central Firearm Registry. Um, we have, I've discussed this with a whoop, And uh, we've decided that we cannot split the visit. And at this time, we need a more detailed and focused again, um, spending almost like a full day just at the Central Firearm Registry, since we still are receiving too many complaints about the Central Firearm Registry. So we will be visiting two police
0: stations uh, um, Ms. Nicolette van House, could you just quickly uh, give us those two police stations that we are visiting? Thank you so much, J.Person. Honourable members, we will be um,
15: visiting the Norwood police station, just to assess the recent theft of firearms that was um, that took place. And then, secondly, we will visit the um, Timbisa police station. And that was chosen because it is consistently very high on the top 30 crime stations um, in the Gauteng province. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Members. You
2: will realise that this is the second time that we are going to Gauteng. We still have a number of provinces that we have to visit. So uh, you would accept, and I'm sure the committee would accept, that we need to do more oversight visits this year. Um, Honourable members, the logistics of your travel arrangements will be communicated to you. I've asked uh, Mr. Lobby that he does communicate with you directly so that we avoid any glitches and so that your travelling arrangements run smoothly. Uh, Do you have any comments or questions on this? Mr. Lobby will be communicating with you directly. And our committee secretary would also communicate with you directly. Honorable members.
7: Thank you. Can you just maybe, uh, I know that that was given to us already, but I don't have it, my diary here now available. Uh, the dates just maybe, you know, just to 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 uh, get that sort of sorted in my diary. Thank you. Uh,
0: Nicolette. Jefferson, sorry, and um, the dates will be on the fourth and fifth of March this year. Uh, thank you, honourable members. You happy with that? Any further questions? Uh, so you didn't get the date. What's the date? Uh, the the date next week of uh, March. Um, Gee, Honourable Majosi, it is the 4th and 5th of March.
2: Yes, 4th and 5th is next weekend, am I correct, uh, Nicolette? Not this weekend, um, the weekend after that. Yes. Uh, next weekend is the end of February and then the weekend after that, the 4th and 5th of March. So yes. within the next two weeks, we'll be communicating with you and uh, I hope that we'll all be able to attend and that there will be no glitches in your travel arrangements.
0: Do we have any further questions? Shaky, uh, Imam, uh, your hand is up again.
6: Yeah, Chairperson, sorry, I, I don't know if I missed this or not. But what I understood by SEPS is that there's some information that they can't share with us currently because we're on a virtual platform. Uh, does that mean? And I don't know if you've covered that already. Uh, is is you don't think it is necessary that maybe we're going to need to have a physical session with them? Uh, because there's a lot of things. It looks like they can't. Because remember, many people have privy to to, to this virtual platform. That's the problem. So I, I think that's what I understood from what they were actually trying to to, to insinuate or say. Thank you, George.
2: Uh, Thank you, Honourable Sheikh Imam. You do remember that even if we do have a physical session, that that physical session will also be recorded and will also be open to the public. I heard what uh, they had said, and I thought that you should first give us an opportunity uh, to uh, engage with SAPS and engage with the house chair and uh, the, um, the, the chief WIP on um, what we can possibly do. They are very reluctant to give us closed sessions. Allow me then to talk to um, the different um, units, including the WIP, on um, how this could be managed. Honorable Sheikh Imam, would you be happy with that? So that I could get back to you once I've ascertained uh, how this could be done.
6: Yes, thank you very much. And you are correct that, you know, even a physical session doesn't mean it's closed, but it's got to be closed based on what it is. But thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: You
2: realize that if we need a closed session, you need permission for this?
6: Yes, yes, I realize that. But you can see the difficulty, the South African Police Services is sitting with them, and you don't blame them, actually, yeah. But in order for us to be able to interrogate it and and, and get more information and make it input, like many of the members are saying, you know, uh, 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 it might be necessary for that if if it's going to help us to do our work, you know, and achieve something out of it. But I can see your difficulty, I can, thank you. Uh,
2: Thank you very much, honourable members. Uh, We have come to the end of our meeting. If you have any further suggestions or questions, You are always free to contact me directly. And thank you very much for doing so in the past. Honourable members, the meeting is now adjourned. We'll discuss um, our uh, outstanding matters offline. Thank you very much. Thank you,
6: Chair. Thank you, Chair. Take care. Take
0: care.